What's going on, AfterBuzz family? You knocked, now we're buzzing you in. Go grab your crown. It's time for Queen Boss right here on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey. I'm I'm the hottest around. Rolling Impala's around. appreciates a nice soldier out there. You know, every woman oh needs a goodness. good soldier by her side. Ain't so that the truth? Don't ever look past it. B got her one. All right. <laughs> uh, episode three, we're here on After Buzz TV. We got a full deck this week. I think for the first time in the history of Queen Boss, we have a full deck. Literally. Yeah. Forgive me, last week I, you know, ran into a little issue. Ran into mm. a little Aww. issue. Anywho. Um, check this out. After Buzz TV across the board on social media. Make sure you guys are engaging with us for the entire season of Queen Boss and for any other show that you guys might enjoy on After Buzz TV. Make sure you follow us on After Buzz TV across the board. Now check this out. I'm your lead host, McCall Hall. You can find me on social media when sports and pop culture collide at so McCall Hall. Now who do we have to my left? Because this is the first time I've ever seen yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lanisha and you guys can find me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Lanisha underscore 33. What's up, you guys? My name's Kalima. You can find me everywhere at Kalima Music Art Wisdom, where pop culture meets wisdom. And my name is TK Trinidad. You can find me everywhere as well. Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, I'll just give you a daily download. And it's on her laptop, too. (laughs) If you don't know, it's at TK Trinidad. Just make it easy. Trinidadian. There you go. <laughs> kind of like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> All right, episode three. <laughs> episode three of Queen Boss uh, featured three um, very lovely business owners. Before we get into the business owners, let's talk about the judges. So, Lauren Luke is the recurring judge. Mm-hmm. I have come to that conclusion. Yeah. I figured that out from reading everything. <laughs> right. Lauren Luke, or Lauren Lake, excuse uh, me. Lake. Lake. Yes, yes. Okay. I was like that. Because I, okay, this is why I said Lauren Luke. I had a friend in kindergarten oh, wow. named Lauren Luke, and she was really good at basketball, and I was like, we're the only two girls who can play. Shout out to Lauren Luke. Uh, <laughs> anywho, Lauren Lake is the only reoccurring judge on Queen Boss. This week, we saw Angela Simmons mm-hmm. back for another week. Oh, she's, been on, yeah, she's, she's been on the whole she's time. She's been yeah. on the yeah. whole Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so Vanessa Simmons, yes. Lauren yeah. Lake, mm-hmm. and then one, okay. Yes. And then a guest judge. And then we have Tracy Edmonds every week uh, the host. as uh-huh. the host. Yeah. Okay. So this week's featured judge was Mickey Taylor, the honorable Mickey Taylor, mm-hmm. Essence Magazine mm-hmm. editor at large, someone who I've looked up to for many years. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know about Mickey Taylor? She's ultimate boss. She is yeah. she boss. Yeah, yeah. Like, without her, like, Essence wouldn't be anything. Essence. There I we think go. they're, they're uh, Zinjet part of that used to be. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, like, <laughs> black households, whether you're black or not, Everybody had a copy of Essence, Ebony, and Jet. Yeah, yep. like, that mm-hmm. was like mandatory. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. The thing I love about <laughs> no, Mickey it's Taylor, true. I just I was I was saying okay as in 
I didn't realize that she was above those. Yeah, yeah. she's She's above everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Mickey Taylor, she has a foot in the fashion game, in interior design, mm-hmm. in business. Like, Mickey Taylor really is a boss. And Mickey Taylor's the kind of person, because I, I kind of stalk her. She doesn't really <laughs> talk about being a boss. She just is. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she'll never tell you I'm a boss, but you just watch the people around her and how they operate around her. Yeah. Oh, you a boss. Mickey and Taylor's she just embodies boss. it. So. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. Exactly. She mm-hmm. embodies it. So, another week of identifying product potential and passion with our three entrepreneurs all right so let's get into the first one of the episode uh anitra michelle i think that was her uh, last name Mm -hmm. was it michelle anitra michelle Mm -hmm. and she has a company called plutocracy Mm yeah plutocracy it's a fashion clothing line um uh, i guess it's inspired for women who are forward thinking individuals but what we find out is she's got a knack for kimonos what did you guys think about her line I love, like, I love kimonos, first of all, so the black and white, and black and white so classic. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, when the judges were saying, I want that, I was like, I want that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought she did a, she's clearly, you know, very talented. Um, I just thought how she pitched it, she was like, oh, this is for, you know, every woman and all this other stuff, and it's like, that's just kind of a mediocre pitch. She mm-hmm. kind of dived in and made it a little bit more specific. I definitely like the kimonos, and I think she should have led with that. And you know, had more because she had yeah. one dress hanging up on the hanger. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> like, girl, I was like, wait, yeah. yeah, like this mm-hmm. fabulous kimono, and then it's like, yeah. um, Jace, there's one, a couple yeah. other things else like, I should have been her main focus. I think she had this whole idea, like, well, let me bring a lot of different things. But mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard this before: quality over quantity. Sometimes yeah. you don't need a lot of noise, mm-hmm. right? If you've got one thing that's speaking the right language, mm-hmm. you're golden. So I and then she didn't even have her most popular piece. Yeah. Like she told them about this coat that she had and then yeah. you couldn't see it. That's your most popular piece. Like, why don't you have that? Right, like, right. To see. Mm-hmm. So to your point, we discovered that this whole kimono, which is pretty dang awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's one of her newer endeavors. What she made her bread and butter off of was a wool coat. Mm-hmm. Right? And she did not bring it. What well, in the hell was she thinking? She made the wool coat, and then she closed down the business. Then she moved to France. So it might not be because she didn't bring it. She probably might not even have it. Mm. She must have moved to, like, where is she from? She, is she from Florida? She, she did from here. She didn't need a wool she coat? to France. Oh, okay. Yeah. Need, you it's need wool coats yeah. since New York City? And no. France. Yeah, and France, right? right. That's Bought what I said. One. She was hanging out with all those people in France. So what's up with uh, Queen Boss clothing designers coming onto the show with, I mean, amazing pieces, mm-hmm. but at price points that are just way outside of even their own yeah. price Because they want to be... price points were ridiculous. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like, if you I can't mean, high end, it, they're trying, they're trying to be high-end designers. That I mean, they you want to know that, especially if you're... Well, how much did she say she was spending to create those clothes? I did not catch that piece of... are um, 7 to eight fifty a piece. Yeah, that's how much she's charging, but how yeah. much does it cost to produce? I don't think she mentioned that, actually. Yeah, she didn't and and that's what I'm saying. If she's, if, you know, she's not like the other one, you know, with the Sassy box, mm-hmm. sass box. Oh, we'll get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if she's actually, you know, making a profit or her margin is like at least fifty percent, you know, I think that it's worth it. But of course, anyone who's in design, not anyone. Some people are okay with, you know, the Macy. I would say maybe J C Penny, you know, Sears sort of, right? You know, regular clothing. But I think that she clearly was trying to go for high end fashion. She was in France. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
maybe that was why her price range was so high. It just feels like in today's society with high-end fashion, especially something like that, you you need some type of celebrity or some type mm-hmm. of very true endorsement to, to, to spark it. Yeah. Right. So you and know, I think it's easy to get because I feel I know even I mean even social media celebrities mm-hmm. where you don't even really have a job right. except <laughs> but to promote you right. know right. clothes. Mm-hmm. You literally I mean just following Kylie Jenner every week she gets something for free in the mm-hmm. mail and all she does is Snapchat right. it and they their their followers just go up like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that hard. Well, it's not necessarily that hard. That's what she should have. That's what she should have. Yeah, right. right. Kimonos. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. from F listers to all yeah. the way to A. And she has to have access to these people, especially who she's worked with, Barry Wang and Carl Lagerfeld. Yeah. Like, oh, so she yeah. has access to those people, I would assume. So why not use that? Yeah, you yeah. Know? But I guess she wanted to go on the show for that extra bit of exposure. Now, do you think that she led with the people that she's worked under to try to value her product I versus think so. focusing on the product? Because I feel like she led with... I've worked with so-and-so, I've worked with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I was in this fashion house, and that's dope, but you haven't told me a damn thing about this amazing kimono yet. The yes. only... No. Go ahead. I kind of think that you... you. Okay, this shout-out to Oregon. This is like... Shout-out to Oregon. <laughs> somebody's saying, you know, they go to the U of O, and then somebody's saying they go to, I don't know, William and Clark or wherever. Like, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference, you know? There is. So I'm just saying that... <laughs> You know, you it's when you throw out stuff like that, it's like you can't be just anybody off the mm-hmm. street working right. with these people. True. And, True. and I think True. in the fashion world, it's for her to go right into that. It's about who you know, not what you know. It's who you've worked with in the fashion world. It's what, why are you relevant? Well, because of this, 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 and that. Those are the people. You know, it's it's name dropping, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just second nature to her. And I think it. it I I think that's. I think just, she impressed the judges too with that. Because Lauren kept on saying, like, you know, this mm-hmm. girl has talent. It's like, mm-hmm. how can you tell that she has talent based off a couple pieces? Mm-hmm. So she attached yeah. the kimono with who she's worked with and mm-hmm. kind of said, this girl has talent, which made her more, you know, believable. It's like, I want those pieces. Yeah, and also from afar, especially with fashion or any sort of, like, materialistic product or design, we need a close-up. I need mm-hmm. to see that mm-hmm. up close so I can mm-hmm. see what the quality is, because from afar, that looked like it was from JCPenney or Sears. But <laughs> up close, so? yes, but up close, that quality, it could have been a simple print, but the quality, the design might, may have actually been interesting, but we couldn't really well, see it. See, I, let's, let's, I want to ask you, because in the first episode, we, we found out that TK's father is a tailor. Yeah, I've been a tailor for hmm. 30 years, okay, so, so he taught so, me so, how to sew. Oh, wow. I know I put on clothes, quality. but I don't really know. I mean, Take this up off the floor. <laughs> but with it's your experience, the stitch. did it's you the stitch the quality of the product? I mean, it looked it looked good, especially when she was sitting down. What I noticed is um, when she's sitting down with the kimono, she's giving the interview. It's so I noticed like kind of how everything pleated, mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell what type of fabric it has because if it pleats a certain way, that means the quality of the fabric is a little bit better versus it just kind of wow. Yeah, so there's all these little things that you know you can tell. Wow. So I could you know I'm. Thinking that the fabric that she uses pretty, especially since okay. going for a seven to eight hundred price point. Well, that's yeah. what I was that's saying. That's why I asked yeah. you. So you picked on every, you picked up on everything I didn't pick up on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my last question about Anitra's plutocracy line: Did you buy and agree with her reasoning for needing twenty-five grand? She didn't sell it to me because she said that she needed the money for the production line processing. 
She didn't. She did. yeah. I, I think when you're pitching to somebody, no matter what you what you do, there has to be a story involved. Mm-hmm. Like, how did she come up with the name? One. It's like yeah. it's one thing that you can say that you work with all these people, which is great. But she had enough time to kind of explain, you know, the name. It's like, okay, well, she she started the business and she stopped the business to recreate, which is fine. Mm-hmm. People do that all the time. And then she's starting up again. Like, what's the reason behind that? She didn't want to disappoint her son. Okay, but what's there's always yeah. mm-hmm. none, of none, none of us want to None of us want to disappoint. Our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Plutocracy. Is there a democracy on Pluto? Girl. Right. Like, yeah. Where did that come from? Where did yeah. it come from? And it probably has a big, you know, meaning behind it. Some sort of inspiration. To, but yeah. I think that that investment sounds like it would be expensive, you know, and maybe she does need that money. Would you say? I. She didn't give out enough numbers. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't always have a t- enough time. Like, the question she, they were asking her wasn't leading her into that way. So she didn't give enough numbers. So it's like, who's in her team? Does she have a team? Is she shipping this to China? Is she doing this in the U.S.? Like, Very all nice. these... Because we never figured out what is the manufacturing process. Exactly. Are you hand exactly. crafting these right. items? Right. Because if you are... Well, then they should be, like, 1,200 easily. Like, because exactly. the time that you're putting exactly. in and the, and the fabric. But Sewing is no joke. Yes. But anywho, then Terrible. she ends it with tears. Yeah. And you know how I feel yeah. about tears. Oh, God. <laughs> BS? Don't I know, start but crying. I feel like you feel the same way I do. Don't start yeah. crying. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't or just take crying. it to the back. I think it's right. just nerves on, like, in a, in a, you're already nervous, you want to say everything right, and you know, you know, maybe she knows that that could be the little, you know, uh, what is it, rhetorical or it emotional... Well, I mean, but to other boss women, mm-hmm. Lauren and is intense, mm-hmm. though. But like, it is about a story, especially for TV. It's about your story. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's about a story. But we're, you know, women being entrepreneurs and things like that. So, like, we we can be strong enough to not cry, even if we are getting exactly. emotional. And it's no it's no shame in crying. Of it's course. no shame in right, it at course. all. But sometimes maybe that just wasn't the place for it. If you get emotional, that's fine. Have your moment. Right. Try to reel it Pull in. Pull it together. And then, right. Okay. Yeah, but on the flip push, side, it's like say through. you say you spent six months on an essay or you spent six months creating this thing and mm-hmm. you like did all the research and you thought that you put it all together for for somebody to pretty much poo-poo on it like yeah like I understand it's like you have to take it back mm-hmm. but if you feel with every fiber of your body like this is the way it is and you put the put the time in it that can understand how somebody like the judges facing you is pretty much saying eh not not going yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I I agree with you. You shouldn't cry in boardroom situations. But I don't I don't necessarily she know she expected the like feedback like how intense Lauren gets because she's intense. Mm-hmm. Like now that I've seen her, if I ever meet her in person, like I'm already gonna know to like yeah. you know she's actually Lauren. I would, love to, I would yeah. love to meet her, but I already know that you know she's she, so, she might yeah. she might be yeah. intense. So yeah. I'm prepared for that now. Yeah, you know. But, but here's the thing: imagine how many times Lauren. Mickey Taylor. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go so far as say Vanessa Simmons, and that's not shade, but when your dad is of a certain status, sometimes people will, you know, just massage yeah. your relationship mm-hmm. with you and not mm-hmm. necessarily want to go all in. Right. There it is. Right? Yeah. So, but I'm sure a Lauren Lake, I'm sure a Mickey Taylor, they've heard a lot of harsh criticisms. Exactly. And really stern mm-hmm. Very lip. true. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not a big fan of tears. But let's move on to somebody who uh, probably needed more tears and less sass. That is Sophia Martin. Sophia Martin. Sophia. Because basically what she was selling was Sephora. <laughs> so, uh, Sophia Martin, owner of Sass Box. Okay, so just quick tip. Not quick tip. Um, quick insight. I always take the time to, you know, read about some of these people who are on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't find a whole lot, but I did read an article about Safira mm. Martin. So she's from Queens. 
she has two parents who are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, she's all about giving back to her community. So what I read was fantastic. Mm -hmm. She she has like the passion to do great things. But let's get into the product. So she curates a box and donates part of the money to breast cancer research. And she loves black girl magic. Her box is $20. She's 26 years old and she loves being black. And she says something else about breast cancer. And I said all that and I never saw what was in the box. Mm -hmm. Well, the one thing that I noticed after the end of the whole little interview between them was that um, they um, Lauren broke down the numbers because she's like, well, how much do you make a month? How much are you putting in? She's like, well, you're in the red. So then I'm thinking, okay, if you're in the red, then what proceeds are actually going to breast cancer? That's mm. why we don't have a cure. Ooh, that's a good question. So it's just kind of like... <laughs> You know, I understand. I understand what you're trying. Yeah, what you're trying to do. Yeah. I just felt in her situation, she should have waited a little bit longer to actually, you know, put the get the idea moving because she only has right. like eight customers. Let me tell you what my daddy used to tell me. Oh boy, what did your daddy say? And mm -hmm. I think Charles Barkley's daddy used to say this too: the best thing you can do for broke folks is to not be one. Girl, I you that. can't yeah. give away a damn thing you don't have. That's mm -hmm. very true. Yeah, but the yeah. presentation just off rip was just like, obviously, we want to know what's in the box. Yeah. She's like, oh, you want to know what's in the box? That should be Still the not first. Even if yeah. like, oh, you want to yeah. know? Yeah, and, and okay. pre presentation and first impressions is everything, and that's really, really where she failed because I felt like what she had in the box was really, even Miss um, Simmons, Vanessa? Yeah. Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Even even her herself, she said that it was... I was really excited to see what was in the box, mm -hmm. and I I really thought that the quality. The, I mean, just all of those things. I love the idea of the cup, mm -hmm. but if you spend it more to supply it, but that's yeah. the thing, though. I, I mean, as far as boxes are concerned, the only ones I really know of is the ones that they have in the sports world. That's it's kind of really big in almost the CrossFit community. Um, they send stuff of companies who have stuff. So it shouldn't be a cost to you. Mm -hmm. The yeah. company gives you shirts or whatever, or supplies, and you put it in the box, and now everybody's making money. Right. So that's why I don't understand, you know, how it's costing her that much to put stuff in the box, where if it's if it's a tie-in with, if she wants to tie in um, African-American businesses, then these businesses sh shouldn't mind giving mm -hmm. you samples of stuff, and then you shouldn't mind taking it. But on the flip side, you know, when they give you those samples, that's the, like I go to Sephora, and I collect all those points. I said, do you want any of these little... No, I don't want any of that. Like, I'll save up for something that I mm -hmm. actually want, opposed to getting something that's going to be sitting in my purse for six exactly. months. Exactly. So, you know, she has to tailor it to a certain demographic. She can't just tailor it to all black women, because all mm -hmm. black women are right. not right. the same. To, to, but, to piggyback okay. off of your point, I just want to make the, 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 the understanding. There are tons of subscriber boxes mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, subscriber boxes, in my opinion have two purposes to either make your life easier exactly. so you don't have to think mm -hmm. or it's providing a platform for a small up and coming business to get their product in the hands of somebody that has never heard of them. That's before. very yeah. true. Mm -hmm. Very right? true. Like you don't see a, a subscriber box just providing product. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like either you're paying to be a part of the box and then they're flipping that box That's for more right. money yeah. or this box is creating an easier way for um, American to live exactly. life, right? Yeah. Like, Convenience, think innovation. about Blue Apron, um, right? 
See, I don't want to literally give everyone gives I can think of advertisements. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, no, what I was gonna say was um, like you were saying she can't um, just focus on one demographic. But I don't really feel like she even did that because she the didn't. things in the box weren't really. They were just generic, you yeah. know. And I think one. I think it was Vanessa that said that. Like you're so focused on you know Black Girl Magic and all these things, but there wasn't maybe like a cream that's you know for right. our skin or something Very like that. True. Something to kind yeah, of focus something like organic on that. to brand yeah. it. You exactly. know, something exactly. organic that has to do with hair. Mm-hmm. That has to do right. with whatever, like mm-hmm. all these, all and these. that would sound more interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know? I mean, I don't know because I, the thing is, too, even the girls who are wearing weaves, they have to take their weaves out sometimes. Yes. Girl. And most of the people, most of the girls that don't I know, know have how gone to, treat to it. the fro side of things. Mm-hmm. Everybody's natural now, so if you have a little natural product that you have to go to the store, yeah. you sit at home, mm-hmm. like those products would work. Like I, I definitely believe in that. And even the brands that like makeup based, all this stuff mm-hmm. that would have worked. But two lip glosses and yeah. a cu- I don't need any more. Cups. I think, yeah, the I, 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 I know. <laughs> My whole Candle. issue with her box, she's she's not looking at the market, right? She's not looking mm-hmm. at the market and she's not looking at her consumer. You're a black woman mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out what do black women care about. Mm-hmm. To your point, no lotions, no creams, mm-hmm. no no <laughs> hair care products. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to, to make us sound like we are mi- I'm not minimalist, but stere- stereotypical and, and... It's not so stereotypical. It All black people use cocoa butter. But... Mm-hmm. I'm I, just we're saying. so we're so beyond I'm all those things butter. as well mm-hmm. yeah. in Coconut the same oil. in the same mm-hmm. breath. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are certain things that just speak to us that mm-hmm. are go- it's not going anywhere, right? right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you need water to breathe. If you're black, you need oil for your scalp, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. there's certain things you ju- you're just going Inherit. to need, yeah. you know, um, a product for. So I was not a fan of her. I also want to say, given I mean I don't like saying age is a factor, but given That's the fact that she's 26. I, I give kudos to her, kudos for to her for putting on the business. But I just think that um, if both her parents are entrepreneurs, she should have run this by them. Yeah. Well, her mom owns a dance studio, so not like a tangible mm. product that she's. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't not, remember what mm-hmm. her dad did, but her mom has a dance. Because her presentation, it just wasn't, it wasn't there. No. And um, at the end, she was like, "Well, and then well, she gave a little sass." Yeah. Too, she's like, "Oh, well, that. that's all I have. What else yeah. goes, do you need?" Like, she goes, "Well, I guess this is not for you." Yeah. Well, oh, if it's not for them, too. you're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And that's the people who you want to market to because right, they have money. Yeah. You don't want to get that market to your friends who are not who are broke. It doesn't make any sense. I don't want to say it's because she's 26 because. I'm still in my 20s, okay? And I ain't that damn dumb. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anywho, I'm just trying to give her out, but... I know you're trying to give her out. <laughs> I'll try to help you, girl. I'll try to help you. And I want to see you win. Yeah. I want to see you win. And and I'll bring up my issue with uh, that product later. So, um, Barika Edwards. Let's move forward to Barika Edwards. She considers herself to be a social entrepreneur, which I find to be great. Mm-hmm. So, the other ladies, I mean... Anitra considered herself to be a creative artist. Okay, that's mm-hmm. great. It's been done. Sophia Martin never identified herself. Not to say that you have to put yourself in a box, especially mm-hmm. when you're selling mm-hmm. a box, but it helps us frame who you are, <laughs> right. right? But Barika Edwards considered herself to be a social entrepreneur, and she owns a company called OYE. Yeah. O-U. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And it's about <laughs> giving back to them the military because we owe it to the veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is an amazing idea. I Definitely. loved this whole premise. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. We just elected 
No, nah, I'm not gonna say we. <laughs> Some of y'all elected this man named Donald Trump, yeah. right? Uh, as of a few days ago, Donald Trump wanted to stop all new job creations and onboarding, which included the VA hospital. As of right now, VA ho- VA hospitals across the nation are looking for qualified nurses, doctors, anything you can think of, they need help at the VA. Mm -hmm. We have veterans across the nation and in the world who are lacking in resources. Mm -hmm. VA resources is a huge pain point right now in our nation. This is genius. Mm -hmm. Watch the news. So anyways, (laughs) um, because when she's, I'm like, ding, ding, damn it, ding. Yeah. It's a job sourcing site. It's basically... Mm -hmm like tender for, yeah, for, veterans. for veterans mm-hmm. who doesn't like to swipe left yes god <laughs> so um obviously i just stand out i i just went completely beyonce stand for this product but i want to hear your guys's reaction i think she should do nonprofit. is that not a business i, I it is a business but i think she would get further nonprofit. But was that a stipulation of the show that you couldn't have a nonprofit? Because I don't remember hearing that at all. I don't think it was stipulation. I think she she definitely went out for uh, the business the business side of it. Um, I just think when you tie in veterans and this is your cause, because she seemed so passionate, because she mm-hmm. didn't want to talk about you know what her reasoning is for it right. because of her cousin and her family, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you're so passionate about it, then it, it almost seems like you should go into the nonprofit because you're going to still build the business, the brand sounds mm-hmm. and the right, brand, and mm-hmm. the brand and everything. Like that. Whereas if you do business wise, then it gets a little bit more cutthroat, and she might not be want, willing to make those decisions. Yeah. That's why yeah. she's so passionate about mm-hmm. the brand. And I don't even think she has that personality. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. And I'll get into that when we get to the next uh, part. But yeah, what I will say is I think that nonprofit, for profit, at some point you have operational costs, right? And you have to dictate and decide what is important when you have operational costs. You've got to have a business mind for that, whether it's for profit or nonprofit. Operations cost money. But so, if you're a nonprofit, then you can have sponsors who can write that off tax-wise. True. So That's now true. you have all these businesses that don't mind writing these costs off because it's for the veterans, and that looks good on them because mm-hmm. they're supporting the veterans. And I think this is freaking genius. And I hope there's somebody out there with deeper pockets than me, okay, <laughs> and invest in her company. Um, I want to bring up a, uh, something that she did that nobody else did. She set up a pain point. She said, veterans come home at this rate. They are not able to find employment. Mm -hmm. They have a hard time transitioning. She set up a pain point. There is a reason for this in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Nobody else did that. The other thing she did was she created a case study. I can't think of the guy's name, but she talked about a veteran that she helped Greg, Mm -hmm. helped him place in a job with, with, what, a three or six month contract? Three, six months in New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You're showing that this product works. Works. Mm -hmm. I thought that was genius. Um... But let's talk about the money. So one of my complaints about just overall with some of the contestants that I've seen, they don't lay out what they're charging and how much it costs to produce it. I right. never I never figured out how much it costs for this site because it's a digital site. So right. there is cost to creating so that So the businesses are paying into it and the veterans get on for free. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she said that she's charging 200 bucks a quarter, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the businesses. So that's to the businesses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the veterans are free. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two hundred bucks a quarter. That's eight hundred bucks a year. So you really, I mean, to make a profit off of this. But how many businesses? Like, I almost think that there has to be, like, you know, for instance, if you have like a, a 
a hybrid car or something, you get a tax write-off. Right. I think there is something, there's some type of law where the business works for veterans. There's some type of tax write-off in that where it's like we hired a veteran, therefore. Yeah. So I think it, it it's behoove of the business to make them look good. Because yeah. in today's, well, I mean, look at Uber. Yeah. Mm. No, no, that's definitely a great point. Um, I think on pretty much any job application you do now, they have to ask about your disability, mm -hmm. uh, ethnic background, if you're, and if you're, you're a, a veteran. A veteran. Mm -hmm. um, and also, there's something else on there. But uh, that's a very good point. She also said that she onboards two vets a week. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two jobs a week. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That definitely That's is. so great. Because this country isn't really doing anything <laughs> cool. Yeah. So um, her reasoning for needing 25 grand was due to operations. She needs somebody to help sell it. Mm -hmm. um, because I think she realizes she's not the person to do it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. she doesn't want to tell a story. Okay. And she's mm -hmm. tech. She's way more, way more. It seemed like she's way more to the tech side of things. Doesn't mind being behind the computer and making it work. Opposed to being the face of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that definitely makes sense. Why did... I mean, I get that you have to have a story behind some products, but I would I would go so far as to say, we love Nike, mm -hmm. but unless you're a real like Nike stan, you don't remember the whole story of Nike. Mm -hmm. I do, because I went to the University of Oregon, as did TK Trinidad, mm -hmm. so we know about the right. history of Nike. But Nike is so... <laughs> Nike is so embedded into us. I mean, some people are followers, like Nike whores, and some people aren't. So you don't even have to tell the story because this is a, Nike's been around for ages before social media, and their 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 um, research and development and how they do commercials and how they pair themselves with athletes and all this other stuff is you know they're essentially taking over. Like it's like Nike, Reebok, and Adidas. Right. You know, you think of those three. You don't know any other brands. So I I, I see what you're saying, but it's just kind of like. You know, Nike's been there, and they've been. But but they my have the point is, at some point, <clears throat> the whole story behind your brand is is going to become irrelevant. Do people like your product mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. Are they really going to care about the story, or is the shoe dope? Now they do. Right now, because the story is going to separate you. So say if Nike started today. Mm -hmm. It'll be like, okay, well, we can get other shoes that look like yours. What's the difference? Especially with something like this, yeah. I think the story would stick. So this is With like a Tom's. Yeah, you yeah. you need mm -hmm. you need you need a story to set you to set you apart these days because of social media and Very there's true. so many other things mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. So for every you know there might be other and I'm sure there are veteran other veteran sites. But what makes her different is she is she did tell her story, and she wasn't so hesitant. Like I understand that you don't want to, but if you're going to be on a national stage, then every all mm -hmm. bets are off. Yeah. Like people are going to Google you. People are going to see you know what you've been up to. People are going to see what your tweets are. You know everything is out there. Yeah. I would have lied. Because her story, like, I mean, it, it was... She, did, she still tell the story. Yeah, I don't she still know didn't. I feel was. like she still didn't open up. Like, so. I, I would have fabricated the story for the TV show. She said her cousin went overseas and he pretty much passed away there. Mm -hmm. He got killed on, on duty. But that doesn't really talk about when they come back. Right. So there's... So and then, there's then she had mentioned later here. on that she has a lot of family in military. Mm -hmm. So there's other stuff there. So, I mean, I, I feel like if she told that story, that might have you know, made the difference. Because wow. the idea is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that she's she's doing it, she's putting it together and everything's already set up and she's people putting people on board and all this other stuff. I mean, it's it's there. Yeah. Well I this is what I want to say about her particular business and what I love about <laughs> it and what I encourage other 
female entrepreneurs to do. Okay, um, I've got a dear friend. She she has a, a website called The Plug. It's for African American mm -hmm. folks in tech. I think for African American women to really become the bosses that we want to be in the world, we have to see things globally. She made a very important point. Barika has a, a team of people that helps support her product to become global and remote. So you don't have to be strapped down to your house mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and wear the kimono and take it off of the hanger for it to be cute. You don't have to wait at your mailbox to get this box of mm -hmm. stuff that we don't know what it is. <laughs> you can be anywhere and utilize this resource. The world is global. And, mm -hmm. and right. that is the true meaning of being a boss is being able to take something from your whatever square mile radius that you're living in and create a global impact. Mm -hmm. And she can. And I, that's why, well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. So uh, the ladies talk about their experience in the waiting room and they all think that funding is the key for their success, which, it's not uh, the case. <laughs> right. you know, yes and no. So anywho, um, Lauren Lake does not think that there is passion and product but thinks there is a market for the box. Again, you're sitting next to someone, Mickey Taylor, who has a box with Essence. Essence has a box. Why do we need another one? I found Mickey didn't really speak that much. I think she probably she... wanted to walk up and walk out. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So let's talk about the business challenge, which confused me, uh. to be perfectly honest. So they went to New York. They went to like a flea market. They mm -hmm. got 20 bucks, and they had to buy something. Buy something. Buy something and then barter it. And barter it. Yeah. Not sell it, but barter it. Barter it for something more expensive. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they have 25 minutes to basically flip a $20 investment. Uh, Barika looks to find, you know, stuff that has history, whereas Anitra looks to, you know, diversify her portfolio and find multiple things to buy. Right. Uh, what did you think about their approach? I don't know if they've been to flea markets, but you kind of have to almost like walk around and then see. So if, for instance, you're going to buy something and then you're going to flip it, yeah. then you can't trade mm -hmm. it with somebody who doesn't have any of those products at their mm -hmm. table. Right. So you saw a couple scenes where they're taking some stuff and she's trying to sell the doll to a guy who sells um, like lighters. lighters. Yeah. Like, why is he going to use that? How is he going to? How's he going to sell mm -hmm. it? He, he doesn't know anything about exactly. it, all that stuff. So it's just kind of. But then it's also an outdated thing. Like who barters? anymore mm, yeah. that's what i was saying like mm -hmm. it's i mean if you showed this challenge to me and i'm definitely not a quitter but if i could quit without letting <laughs> people know i would have been like i'm good I, i'll just take the <laughs> that voodoo one. doll would have been on the oh ground my God. so we found out that Marika inherits a damn voodoo doll you can't swap it or sell it because nobody wants to inherit voodoo right no wonder the guy was so quick to get yes. rid of that he was like oh no he was that's, like, a I'll take, I'll that's, that's a voodoo doll that's a voodoo doll so they bring it back um so <laughs> this is what really threw me off I thought there was some kind of actual profit that you would gain from this challenge. Like I sold this doll that I got for 20 bucks and I flipped it for a hundred, but it, come to find out they just simply appraised the item. Well, because none of them mm -hmm. were able to, to, to flip yeah, it. Yeah, they didn't flip them. They didn't do the second part of the challenge. So I guess the producers were like, you know, <laughs> all right, well, we're just going to appraise it. Cause the, neither one of them, I think, um, Barika, no, who um uh, Anita, it should have been Anita. Anita. She got she got the chalice and a gold record, record. or something like that. Mm -hmm. She couldn't flip it and nobody was taking the doll. But again, if you looked how they angled the, the, the flea market, it didn't look like it was that big to begin no. with. Number so. one, didn't look that big. It's a flea market in a world of the internet, like most of those guys are not looking to buy. It's not a buyer's market right now for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Just the, the challenge didn't make any sense to me. And then we're talking about an appraisal. Well, who appraised it? Did you guys appraise it? You guys think it's worth forty dollars? Like, yeah. And I think that doll would have actually been worth more depending on when it was, what century. It was they made didn't in. even yeah. say like, well, we took that it to a traditional mm-hmm. voodoo right. curator out of New York City mm-hmm. who has this gallery, and they. And you know what? It's New York, so you definitely find some Haitian dude yeah. in the corner. I mean, I would assume so. So, anywho, the doll came back at forty, mm-hmm. and then the chalice came back at what twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. I thought the chalice was cute. So, <laughs> let's move on because I didn't really understand that challenge. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, the judges' overall. Um, there were all feelings about each one of them. So this is what I picked up from them. And maybe you guys picked up on something else. So the judges don't think that Anitra has a sole focus. And then the judges also think that um, Barika's profit versus non-profit, she's teetering too much for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can't figure out what to do with her brand, okay? Um I disagreed with the judges' issue with Barika, but you guys, you guys share what you guys thought about the judges. I actually, I agree with them because I feel like she showed that in like her piece is kind of switching off. She doesn't know where she wants to go, or what she wants to focus on, or that she does. She wants to focus on other things, but it's just not working. That she's fo- is on multiple things. You know, she needs right. to just focus on one, and that she showed that in the challenge. Like, okay, well, I'm gonna get a. a bunch of things and try to flip them all and do better with that when it's like no just focus on one you know take that pride and, and put all your energy kind of into that mm-hmm. so that you can make that better and I think that that reflected in her brand as well mm-hmm. so I kind of agree with them on that I it, the clothing industry is so hard so difficult to get into um, nowadays that it, the same thing like mm-hmm. she should almost really focus on the kimonos mm-hmm. instead of everything else and if you do that then you know if you it is, if it is um made in the states or in china or wherever then it's going to be cheaper because you're now you're only dealing mm-hmm. with one pattern mm-hmm. so um i definitely agree with that but then it's also when you're so talented and you can make everything and you know mm-hmm. you have all these ideas you just kind of almost want to like vomit them all out mm-hmm. so um, I definitely see where they're coming with that but I I honestly hope that after all every every episode that they actually pair these people who don't make it mm-hmm. with some type of mentor yeah it kind of feels really messed up that you know they're giving them all the and I, of course we're just seeing the bite size it's probably the show's probably takes longer to tape but, you know, they're giving them all this advice and then they're kind of leaving them on their own. It's like, oh, well, you know, here's this person in this city mm-hmm. that you might want to talk to. And if they choose to, great. If not, then, you know, it is what it is. But I'm really hoping that they're just not leaving them out there in the wind. So, I don't know. Only we'll time s- will tell. We'll Clement, did you have anything to add to that? I pretty much just agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, this is, this is what I want to say about people's feelings about Anitra and... <clears throat> her lack of focus and I, I agree that she has a lack of focus and I want to share a piece of wisdom that somebody shared with me I look people are always dropping like dimes on me okay because I'm a, I'm a sponge like I'm a business sponge I always want to know like how can I be better in business right and somebody said to me have you ever been in New York I said yeah I've been in New York has anybody ever tried to sell you a watch I said yeah he said but but the guy asked me how many watches do you see when he's trying to sell you a watch I said well you see the watch on his wrist but what happens after that? Once you figure out, like, oh, he's got some nice watches, what's the next thing he does? He opens up his coat. 
but you gotta draw people into the watch mm-hmm. right. before you open up the coat right. with the cocaine and not maybe not cocaine, <laughs> but you know <laughs> the the bootleg DVDs yeah. and everything right. else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You gotta get them in right. with the watch. Exactly. Right. Reel them in, yeah. You gotta reel them in with the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's a focus. You gotta mm-hmm. be focused. It's a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a. You gotta prove that this is a watch you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And once they're really sucked into the watch and they're about to reach, get that money and then say, oh, by the way. Twenty dollars to go with that exactly. So upsell, the upsell. Yeah, under promise, over deliver. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so let's just get to the uh, final decision of the judges. They decide. Let me just say this: I love television, and I do talk to the TV when I'm watching TV, and I do <laughs> show my emotion. And I've never thrown a pair of headsets so hard. And so fast. She was definitely emotional, y'all. Yeah. As I did tonight. <laughs> yes. Because they sent Barika home mm-hmm. with her wonderful, mm-hmm. already structured, and essentially global business. Needless to say, I'm pissed. But. I think almost every week we've yeah. all disagreed with their decisions. Yeah. Every week. Because mm-hmm. th- that was the same thing that I felt today. I was like, you... I mean, last yeah. week, too, They it was obvious, you know, the one that they chose to let go was the more qualified brand. You mm-hmm. know, the more, it's like, you know, potential. When you say that you're looking for potential, this, to me, has all the potential yeah. in the world. Yeah. But then sometimes I think that maybe they're letting people go that they think, well, you don't really need the money because it's got so much potential. Right. You don't really need us. And maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to go after someone who could really benefit from it. And all they need is the money. And this is going to, you know, just mm-hmm. yeah, skyrocket. But, uh, potential versus um, them actually able. It's kind of like somebody that's almost there. Mm-hmm. Um, they put it together and they're almost there and they need the funding. And then somebody who's kind of a few steps behind them and they get the funding. But they still have a lot more lessons to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel with all the, the people who've made it to the second, to the semifinals, that... They're they're there, but you still need to put in some time. So yeah. Malcolm Gladwell says you need to put in about ten thousand hours of time to whatever your craft is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not there, and you want to, you know, jump to take all of us for instance, for instance, mm. if we're not there, and then you want to go into the CEO for Entertainment Tonight and say I need this job and I can do it, and then they st- stupidly do that, and you're on camera. In right. front of millions of mm. millions of people, <laughs> and you have one shot. If you haven't done that for at least that ten thousand hours, you're not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make it. Right. It's not gonna work out in your favor mm-hmm. at all. Uh, part of me. Now, this is the production mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time on this on AfterBuzz. Yeah. I'm not giving out free advertisements, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> for somebody who's got a product in a business that's that formed, you're probably giving them the advertising that will be more valuable for them versus exactly. what mm-hmm. the show is actually making. Right. I'm providing mm-hmm. you with a platform and you're getting an advertising value that is actually more than 25 grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't want to keep you on here for that reason alone, which I think is kind of crappy. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. It also could be that she doesn't provide entertainment. So say if you pick their, if they were to take everybody that we have chosen over the weeks and then put them in one room for the semi- semifinals, then it'd just be a bunch of women who know what they're doing. And well, yeah. what what is the issue with that? Well, you know. What is the issue with putting women on television who are educated and have a business savvy and know what they're doing? Because it doesn't mm-hmm. sell. But I thought yeah. that was no, the No, I feel like there are the show. shows, exactly. there are like competition shows where they are. They're like the 
you know, like if the food shows, for example. Mm-hmm. Those are well-acquainted uh, chefs. They know what they're doing. But those you know chefs what I mean? go so crazy, they, though. That, but even the commercials do, that I see. Yeah, but I'm just saying that they have, they're accomplished, you know what right. I mean? And they, they know what they're doing. So what what's the problem with having a room full of women that, you know what I mean, are on that level and they are accomplished well, well well, Close see, that's the problem. We don't, we, the, as for, from what I've seen, they don't have that. They yeah. don't have both. They yeah. have, you know, ones that are providing the entertainment mm-hmm. and the ones that, the ones that are that just don't. So you don't, yeah. they don't have that yeah. luxury of both mm-hmm. at this point. And it's for TV, you know. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess. What do I know? What do I know? But what, what I, what I will say and what I do know, I believe that for um, any group of people, especially those who are, are um, disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. The key for breaking through that is is to find uh, a way to mass market something and be global. Mm-hmm. And every product that has succeeded throughout these three episodes has been something that keeps you strapped to your house. And it just really drives me nuts. Mm. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> I think that the premise of this show is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to... Um, you know, seeing the other contestants that come on. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work, though, because you have a semifinal. So are they, I don't know if they're going to do one more episode with contestants and then take those four semifinalists. Oh, or take all. You know all, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but does anybody have a prediction for the contestants that didn't move forward? Or any piece of advice? There's a couple contestants, like the Black Wall Street girl. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. I was checking out her social media, and she's also um, the social editor for, I think, Essence, which is kind of weird now yeah. I think about it, because mm-hmm. Mickey Taylor just mm-hmm. came on. So I think that business is going to blow up. For sure. I think, I think that concept, I mean, literally that walking out of the studio, I was like, I have to remember this, and yeah. I need to literally mm-hmm. give this information to other people. Yeah, because same here. Spreading it's just work. a great yeah. pl- platform. It's a great, yeah. it's a great platform. It, it makes sense. It's definitely based off everything that's been going on you exactly. know, over the last couple of years. Politically, It's definitely absolutely. something that you know we as a people can get, get together, and it doesn't take a lot. So if you don't want to demonstrate, if you don't want to march, if you don't want to do all that stuff, right. at least if you know Pookie and them down the block and they have a business, a legit business, then that's somewhere they can go online. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's definitely um, the, that concept is amazing. So, I mean, there are some businesses that are that are doing it that I believe that they should have got the money. Um, there are other businesses that I hope that, um, like Safara, Safri... Let me scroll up for the pronunciation... Sophira. Sophira. Yeah, Sophira. She, I hope she looks at this episode and learns and realizes all the mistakes that she, mm-hmm. she made, opposed to looking at it and feel like she deserved to be there. Yeah. Because some people, they're just blind to. Yeah, because in her interview, she's like, oh, I feel good about it. Yeah. Like, I'm still on a hot, from what, girl? Yeah, so some more? interviews, <laughs> like, you know, they're just blind to all that. So I'm hoping the people that, that didn't make it, that they partner with people like, hey, I need help. Because there mm-hmm. is help there. There's mentors. There's organizations. There's a lot of folks there that are willing to help. All you have to yeah. do is dig around on the internet, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're going to find somebody. It's not that hard. Well, all I want to say is, Barika, keep your head up. Uh, the government contracts companies all the time to do work for them. Mm-hmm. And I look at her online portal and application as something that the government could literally contract. Mm-hmm. And she could make a lot of money just simply selling it over to yep. the government. Yeah. I mean, that was the first thing I thought about. So, anywho, with that, Queen Boss is an amazing show. And I want to see it do really well. But I want to let it build up and actually absorb it all and be able to critique it all with a much more acute eye and not be so critical week in and week out. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the show is great. Mm -hmm. For that reason, 
tonight's going to be our last episode for a few weeks. We're going to let it build up, mm -hmm. and I want to see how these semifinalists actually do with real competitions, and I want to see how the production goes. Absolutely, because week yeah. in and week out, I'm kind of, I'm trying to, I'm trying to feel out what they're doing, mm -hmm. and I can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. So I need to let it build up a little bit. I need to flex that muscle, put in a little protein powder, <laughs> and then come back into the gym. Okay, right. Yeah. So while we're taking a little break, I want to make sure you guys stay engaged. So stay engaged with us via AfterBuzz TV on social media across the board. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. if you want to check out the rest of us in the meantime, where can they find you? Uh, once again, you can find me at Lanisha underscore thirty three. And you can find me, Kalima, at Kalima Music Art Wisdom everywhere. And TK Trinidad, at TK Trinidad, like the country, T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D, just in case you guys can't spell it. <laughs> and don't be a stranger, we'll be back. I'm your girl, McCall Hall. You can find me on social media when sports and pop culture collide at So McCall Hall. We'll see you next time for Queen Boss. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.